Hi guys and welcome to another episode of In Her Purpose Show and it is our season two so I hope that you guys are, have been enjoying and being inspired and empowered by the amazing content and guests that we've had on the show. So if you are a first timer or a newbie on our episodes, In Her Purpose Show is a platform where we feature female game changers who have paved the way in succeeding their goals and continue to inspire at the same time. I'm your host, Mafe Yunan Velasco, and this show is super close to my heart because I'm able to learn and grow with two amazing women who are the founders and also authors of In Her Purpose Book and Company. So I'm always honored to introduce these two women to you all. So let's start off with Jen Redondo Marquez, who is a game changer herself working in the tech world and serving as a mentor for Collective Hustle and FASTA, Filipino American, Americans in Silicon Valley tech. And of course, we have Rose Buado, mother of two, businesswoman, mentor to young women entrepreneurs, insp inspirational speaker and manager to the Philharmonic. Hello, ladies. Hello. Hi. Happy Women's Month to you all, to you both. Um, Thank you. And for today's uh, episode, we have an inspiring woman who I actually adore and am so motivated to get up every morning because of her lives and you know just what she shares to women especially. So before I introduce who our special guest is today, let me give you a little bit of her. Uh, background. Um, she is a feminine leadership mentor and a certified transformational coach. She is your guide as you unravel the wonderful, already beautiful and magnetic you. So she has created her consultancy where she creates a safe space for women and who are a, who are wanting to pivot points in their lives. So she has created a being impactful and creative change for the world. So while you honor your body and your, your mind and soul, um, this woman helps you create that um, wonderful and powerful you. A certified transformation coach, as I mentioned earlier, a creative consultant for women coaches and leaders, and a feminine embodiment facilitator in training. So without further ado, let's welcome the beautiful Martin De Luna. Hi, Martin. Welcome to In Her Purpose Live. Hi, Rose, Jen, and of course, Mafi. Thank you so much for having me today. Thanks Hi. for coming on. Hi, ladies. Nice to meet you. We're super, yeah. We're super <laughs> excited to have you on In Her Purpose Live. I know that you've been following us for a while, and, and you and Mafi have been doing amazing things there in Manila. So, for our American and the rest of the world, our audience, if you could share. A little bit background about yourself, who you are, what you do, and how you got to where you are today, and All right. who who you are. Who is Martine? Okay, well, I'm a wife and a mother, so um, that's what I'm most passionate about. And I'm an entrepreneur, so I am a certified transformational coach. So that's just a fancy way of saying that I help women to balance mental, behavioral, emotional, and spiritual well-being holding the space for them in one-on-one -on -one work and through my group coaching membership programs. I'm also a program facilitator. And last year, I recently started my own certification program for program facilitators. Um, I'm most passionate about uh, coaching female coaches. So I've found that in the eight years that I've been doing this, I've attracted um, coaches in particular, uh, holding the space for them uh, because uh, coaches need coaches leaders uh, need uh, peers. And um, yeah, so that's where the feminine leadership piece kind of fell into place uh, over the last four years in particular. How I got here, um, in 2010, I set up a mommy blog during the golden age of mommy bloggers. Um, and it ended up becoming very successful. 
Um, and I loved that time in my life, but it actually um, became very stressful at the end of it when I had my second child. And that's the time that led me to personal development and um, you know, being my own solution, et cetera. Um, now, I really facilitate one-on-one -on -one work with clients who are in leadership roles, mentorship roles, um, and I also facilitate uh, group programs. So in a nutshell, that's me. Wow. Awesome. <laughs> you, do, you are amazing. I'm so sorry. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> So you obviously do a whole lot. So throughout all of this, like what served as your inspiration throughout your career up until now? Oh, um, my inspiration has always been my freedom. So um, I am a Sagittarius, you know, for, for me that means something. And um, it's really characterized by um, the freedom that I that that's built into me, you know, like I am passionate about women finding the freedom to express who they are, the freedom to live by their desires, and the freedom to explore like what is what is my um, what will I have as my experience? Like what will I build as my experience and find satisfaction in that? So freedom motivates me. Mm. Yeah. That is a very important. Um, totally. Yes, for sure. Um, and throughout your entrepreneur journey, like what are some of the challenges that you had to overcome? Okay. Well, um, becoming an entrepreneur was the first. So prior to that, I was actually a school teacher. Um, and I learned in that um, structure of school that, you know, when we're students, we are we are literally just um, thrown into like a pool of learning a certain set of ideas. And for me, that really didn't sit well. So I was one of those teachers that was always throwing away the rule book, throwing away the lesson plan, and really just getting to know like each individual student and each individual person. And I found that entrepreneurship would give me that opportunity. So when my son was born and he was six months at the time when I quit and transitioned into entrepreneurship, the challenge really was to, um, to, not, to not know the path forward, right? Mm -hmm. And that you would have to be, you know, you would have to find um, solutions, be resourceful and trust in your own discernment of the process. So I think the challenge there is um, when you become an entrepreneur, you have no guidebook. You can read all the books, you can attend all of the seminars, but at the end of the day, um, you decide to forge your path. You decide to create freedom in your terms, right? And for me in particular, and I can speak about mompreneurship because that's actually the catalyst of my entrepreneurial journey. Um, it was to define what my life would look like first, and then accept that it won't always look that way. I can plan, I can strategize, but at the end of the day, you know, um, entrepreneurship is a messy, sticky, mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, expansive path. So what helped me through the challenges was really meeting the people that I met along the way. Some of them choosing, I chose to be my mentors and, um, to help me navigate this very messy journey of entrepreneurship. Um, and then seeing every stage of that as um, expansion, you know, like seeing every stage of the entrepreneurial journey as uh, necessary, even if it's not comfortable when you're going mm -hmm. through it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I may have missed this, but how long have you been doing this? You, you mentioned oh. your son was six months and then you left. Yeah. Him. Yeah. So when I was when he was six months old, I really felt um, the pull to, you know, um, end my employment, uh, my time as an employee and transition into at first it was freelancing. So how that came about was um, back in 2010, which is when this all began. Um, there were really no uh, the, the online entrepreneurship space was very new. 
so I didn't become an entrepreneur right away. I did find myself hired by a firm over there in LA. They were a dig digital marketing startup and they were just getting started with Facebook marketing at the time. Mm -hmm. So they hired me as a creative director right out of the blue. Uh, I should mention that I'd been writing. I have been writing since I was 18. Mm -hmm. So they hired me on what they um, discovered on my blog, you know, the way that I would cover um, my, my life, uh, the events that I'd go to, the brands that I'd uh, represent. So that was actually where they saw that I had something that they could cultivate in their mm -hmm. startup culture. So for three years, I really was the creative director of a digital marketing startup. And on the job, I would apply whatever I was learning there to my blog and to my personal brand platform. Um, so I'm, I think my gift is that I can spot the tools and the gifts that will serve me in my expansion to freedom. Mm -hmm. So I find that for the last 10 years, I've also been teaching women this. It wasn't until 2012 though, that one of my mm -hmm. readers specifically asked me, hey, are you coaching? Like, are you mentoring people to do exactly what you've created for yourself? You know, like building a personal brand, um, developing a platform for my voice and my message. And it wasn't until that woman asked me to do that, that I fully stepped into coaching and mentoring other women. And I just fell in love with it. So I've been doing that ever since 2012. Very cool. I love it. I feel like I'm like resonating, resonating so much to you because I am also a coach as well. So it's like awesome. every, everything that you're talking about, like I totally understand. I also did do entrepreneurship as well. Mm -hmm. my children because I wanted the freedom. So, yeah. so very cool. Um, high five to you. High five. <laughs> All entrepreneurs. Yes. Yes. Um, what are some of the things that you're working on right now? What what goals oh. or upcoming projects? Okay, well, um, I last year I launched my membership program. So I had been developing this with my own mastermind. So I'm a part of a mastermind of other coaches and feminine leaders. So in 2019, I had this idea to develop like what I like to call like the Netflix of women's coaching. So I said, it's a, it's a container where, you know, they can be a member for an entire year and drop in either three months, six months or 12 months and just have a space waiting for them to have discussions, to have Q and A's, um, even mentorship if they want to invest on a higher level. So that's what I'm passionate about. And Last year, I also started teaching women how to create their own like group mentorship programs. And um, that's still in the beta phase. But as of the June to September batch last year, out of the uh, 40 women who joined that beta batch, 33 were able to create programs that they can readily deliver online. Um, so I'm very proud of that currently on the um, the second batch of that program. And I guess that's where a lot of my energy goes into right now. Um, because I saw what happened, you know, what 2020 did to us. Many women were relegated to the home. Um, a lot of the working moms are now work at home moms. And um, a lot of them also were looking for a way to navigate this new normal that happened to us. Mm -hmm. And so teaching women how to teach and hold space in a group, you know, not necessarily as a life coach or anything like that, but um, as a teacher, as a person who could hold the space to pass on certain skills. So I um, saw tutors coming into my program so that they could create group tutorial programs that they could deliver online for moms who needed tutors um, during that whole transition from regular schooling to online schooling. So um, I had a handful of educators, teachers who created group programs, which became an additional stream of income for them during this and this continuing time of this pandemic. Um, I had a lot of entrepreneurs come and join and create programs around uh, very niche um, K 
categories. Like I had a woman, she created a program for women in the corporate space who were in their 40s and mm -hmm. how to navigate that part of the journey. So again, that is where my energy is right now. So I help female leaders create these hustle-free consulting and mentorship services without sacrificing, of course, who they are. So I'm very big on the whole, I don't like to use self-care because it's like a broken record, but I am very, very passionate about not losing yourself in the process of building mm -hmm. what it is that you're passionate about and the service that you render for others. Um, yeah, and I like to mentor women specifically in that aspect of owning their physical bodies and then using this body as the compass to design you know the life that you would have the life that you would enjoy living and that would satisfy you so yeah that's kind of like where my universe is is right now awesome it's a lot <laughs> yeah yeah you're speaking my language martine i love it <laughs> yes rose rose yes <laughs> You are doing amazing. So you mentioned that you are a mom and yeah. um, and you do have a lot going on. You are mm -hmm. a creator, you're a producer, you get things done. What other things do you do aside from work and being a mom and balancing family? Um, what other things do you do besides that? Well, well currently I hired somebody to help me write a book. So I'm excited about writing my first book. Um, I've always wanted to. It's been like an on and off thing. But finally, I said, you know what? I think I need a really good mentor to help me do this. So I mm -hmm. hired an author that I looked up to in the past and we're working on that. Oh um, yeah. So aside from that, I'm very passionate about um, the concept of unschooling. So this is really, you know, I I'm sure we're familiar with homeschooling, but unschooling is, um, well, it's coming into a reemergence um, mm -hmm. in this time but it was actually um, pioneered by John Holt. So he was an educator back in the 70s who said, you know what, screw the public school system. <laughs> I'm going to um, dive deep into how children really learn. And so that's another area of my life that I'm passionate about. And I actually um, co-created like a, a Facebook community of parents who are passionate about unschooling and uh, kind of like, detaching ourselves from what school has looked like in the mm -hmm. past and creating and blazing a trail for our own path. Aside from that, um, I'm just, you know, a hands-on mom with the kids. And the reason I can do that is because I'm also passionate uh, about mentoring women on how to delegate. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing I'm passionate about, because this whole dismantling, you know, this deconstruction of the super mom archetype, it's all about simply just delegating the shit that you don't want to do yourself. I could talk like a whole hour just about like delegation and like, you know, let's just stop complaining and let's be real. We're making the money so that we can delegate the stuff mm -hmm. that we don't want to do. So I'm really, that's another thing I'm excited about. Like I talk in, in like mom groups. Uh, about so deconstructing the whole super mom thing like we aren't we're just really good delegators that that's what a super mom is you know yes i love that is, what is your book is your book about that or is your book about something else oh no my book is interesting because i was talking to my new coach the other day and um he was a thought leader like um in uh, in in the church you know in the church scene in the ministry scene and his book ended up becoming very controversial because he became this unintentional thought leader. And so my idea was, I would like to actually develop my book around this idea of, can you look up at a person, like somebody who you might see as a leader, but not make them your guru, not pedestalize them. Mm -hmm. um, it's also a deconstruction of this whole concept of how we create followers unintentionally on social media. And can mm -hmm. we, can we not create followers and simply just, you know, create a community where everybody is empowered and everybody does not feel like, you know, this person is hashtag goals or hashtag idol. Um, so that's a rough, like I said, this is why I hired somebody to help me. No, I love like, it. Great right. But, but that's the idea because 
I'm so sick and tired of this whole pedestalizing, you know, this woman, you know, for having it all. I mean, nobody has it all, right? But why do we do this? Why does our culture perpetuate this image of looking up at somebody, even that language? You know, I look up to this person. Like, I want to deconstruct that. I want to deconstruct the identity of hashtag goals and hashtag, you know, life goals and couple goals because it's just causing so much suffering. Um, in people. Uh, so in a nutshell, that's what the book is about. This has just been a week that I hired my coach, you know, so uh, we're about to, yeah, we're just about to start our relationship uh, on that path. And I'm very excited. Yeah. So um, yeah, no, I love that. I, I believe everybody should write a book because everybody yeah. has something to say and everybody has something to share. And I think Absolutely. you are going to do amazing. I can't wait to read it. <laughs> Thank you so much. Please pray for me because it's like oh. still up in the ethers, you know, and I'm still, um, but I know that the ideas are there. And if the ideas are there, it's really about finding people mm -hmm. who will look at it, you know, you know, uh, be your like sounding board so that you can laser focus on what the message will really be about. So yeah, I'm in an exciting space right now. Yeah. yeah. For that. Very cool. And so my question was about like how do you or what do you do aside from that and everything seems like you do work like it's, oh. it's great work it, it doesn't feel like work right it's, it's actually no it doesn't yeah right. yeah so oh uh, well i would love to travel again it's just you know really challenging right now especially here where i live in the city in in manila so we like to go on road trips although that's been limited like to explore. Um, I am very excited really about, um, I'm fascinated with children yeah. and how we, you know, like how we are gifted with these beautiful human beings and how not to <laughs> screw it up. <laughs> right? So Probably. I'd say I'm very, yeah, I'm, I'm just very fascinated about meeting other parents. Mm -hmm. And um, sadly, you know, I had a we had a collective that would meet every month, you know, just parents and our unschooling kids. And we've not been able to do that again, you know, because we used to go out on field trips. We used to go out and, you know, just explore. I love that. So, yeah. So coming to terms with how this is all changing, one of the things that I'm excited about is conscious communities, you know, that we can, let's buy land and let's just like create a community outside of the grid. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, that that really interests me, and I haven't really talked a lot about that because um, it can get very triggering for some people, mm -hmm. you know. But um, yeah, that's another thing that I talk to a select few people about, you know, like uh, where can we like do this? Could we be <laughs> off the grid and like um, cultivate communities with other families who see eye to eye with us? You know, grow our own food. Um, till till the land, detached from all of the things that are causing, you know, a lot of this suffering for us, like, um, you know, like all the imagery that we get to be successful and the definitions of what successful is. So, yeah, if I could have it my way, I would buy acres in the country, move permanently from where I am, uh, learn how to grow our own food, our own fish. Um, and really just do that with a bunch of other families. Yeah. You know, so yeah. Yeah, I love that. I mean, if you're talking about if you're talking about what I'm passionate about, that, yeah. that would be great. Um I when while we talk, I like think about my friends who are actually up north. And I know Jen's up north because I know a lot of people <laughs> up, up north are very much aligned with that too. I have friends yeah. She's in the unschool. Um, I don't know if I'm saying it right, but they don't. They don't go to normal school. They don't go to an yeah. traditional school. They actually go into um, this. Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know where they do it, but the parents actually are the ones that are, who are rotating and teaching the kids the curriculum. Oh yeah, it's cooperative. Yeah, it's like a yes. cooperative arrangement. Yeah. Yeah, I love that, and and they get to experience things as opposed to being stuck in the classroom, right? They're yeah, they exactly. Hiking, learn science outdoors, do stuff like that, which I think is so amazing. I wish, yeah. I wish there was more places like that out here for sure. Yeah, you can and make I, one. actually, 
Yeah, yeah, that, that's actually the dream. That is the dream, actually. I mean, if we were going to open up my brain, that's what fills it up every day. So a huge chunk of my time is really spent with parents in the unschooling community, you know, um, and this is where, you know, people think, oh, you're crazy. You can't rewrite the entire system. But I'm like, um, isn't that why the system was created in the first place? Because, you know, people had the idea. So why can't we have other ideas moving forward? So, yeah. So um, a lot of what I, I talk about sounds like work. But again, this is also another idea that I play a lot around with. Because mm -hmm. we've, we've actually been raised to divide all of it. When really everything exists as an ecosystem, and it's only our perception of dividing it into okay, mommy's got to work now versus you know like oh you are a part of my mm -hmm. culture of my work culture. So I make no apologies for my um, like children being around me while I'm working. Like they're in front of me right now, but they're doing their own thing because they know mom's on Zoom, right? Mm -hmm. But um, it just didn't sit well with me to. Um, put a veneer over, if you're a mompreneur, you have to like raise all of these restrictions like we had in corporate, you know, which separated us mm -hmm. from our children. And we're, we're, we're made to think that that's right, yeah. you know? And I said, wait a minute. I mean, before all of that existed, we were all communal. We were all in this nucleus of the family, right? Um, and again, you can hear me kind of like, get really riled up about this, but that's just the way I see it. I mean, we've yeah. created all of these divisions, you know, where moms have to go like for two hours here in Manila to go to their workplace. And then that's normal, right? Mm -hmm. So we suffer from deconstructing that. But again, it's, it's, it's experiencing that freedom to create new possibilities that really fires me up. Right. And it sounds like it's me talking about work, but this is actually what women are thinking about and they're not speaking life into every single day yeah. and so yeah so that's why it feels like um like i'm working but that's only because it's it's a perception from somebody else i don't what i do doesn't feel like work i mean again these whole broken record sounding phrases but um my entire life is just this ecosystem so if i'm working meaning i'm earning yeah, there is a place for that, but it's not separate and a separate entity from who I am as a mother, who I am as a partner, who I am as a daughter. You know, I live in a in a compound as well um, here in the Philippines. Um, my parents are in another house in the same area here. So there's that aspect as well, um, that I'm part of a bigger ecosystem. It's not just me. It's not just Martine fulfilling her dreams, but... I am part of a co-creative, um, a co-creative uh, reality, mm -hmm. and that's another thing. Also, that we, as I believe, women have to embrace that we are not creating our reality. We're actually co-creating with other people that we are vibing with, or who we're calibrating with in terms of where they are in their thought leadership and where they are in their process of creating you know, mm -hmm. what they would have for themselves as their experience of reality. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so that's why it can kind of like feel like I'm talking about work, but it's really not. It's like, it's yeah. just Martine's life, you know, yeah. all life. in this one big mix. Yeah. It's amazing. The work you're, or what you are doing is amazing. And it's really inspiring me as well. Just listening Thank to you. Um, you mentioned about, you know, women going to work. That's actually, um, or de departmentalizing. Um, so yeah. when I left, when I decided to leave corporate, it was because I didn't want to be away from my children. Um, I didn't want to have to ask permission to leave just so that I can go see my daughter get her award, or so, yeah, yeah, or see that my son is you know doing a tri triathlon or something, <laughs> whatever it is. Yeah, right ask permission or I had to ask permission um, to or call in if I'm calling if I'm coming in late because my son wouldn't let me leave the house right mm, so that was yeah. a really big factor of why I left corporate world so that I could yeah. actually you know build my own um, destiny so yeah so very 
Yeah, I'm so aligned with you. You're amazing. So tell me, tell me about um, what do you believe is your purpose and what does mm. living in your purpose look like to you? I know you talked about a lot of it, but um, but tell me about your purpose. Okay. Um, purpose for me isn't really about defining it in terms of what my career is or me being an entrepreneur or me being even a mother or a wife. Your purpose is to grow. Mm into who you're supposed to be for this next moment, right? That's that's how I define purpose. So, um, and I can speak to this very transparently because people go to me to answer that very same question because of, you know, the, the part of my coaching that has to do with their personal branding, you know, using words to define your expression, to define your purpose. But at the end of the day, each of us, all of us as human beings, our purpose is to grow. My specific purpose for my role as a coach is to hold the space for women coming into their feminine leadership. So mm -hmm. feminine leadership for me as a part of my purpose is letting women know that your desires can lead you. Your desires can lead you to create, to co-create with other people the life that you would wish to have. And so for me, purpose is very closely tied in to desire. And I was talking yesterday on another um, live stream that I, that I was in, is that we women, when we step into feminine leadership, it's not about leading an organization per se. It's not about leading your family per se. It's not about being a coach or on top of people per se, but it is always going from the question, how will I have it? How will I have this life? How will I have my experience as a mother and as a partner? How will I have my experience of making money? How will I have this experience of being an entrepreneur and being of service to other people? It's always going back to that. Because when we have that as our central question in terms of defining our purpose, we can actually live and move and have our being in all of those different areas because we're starting from that desire. So my purpose is really just to, to grow, right? Mm -hmm. And be a facilitator for women to grow. I don't cause their growth, but I decided that's what, that's why I decided to develop the practice of coaching so that I could witness women grow. Mm -hmm. into their purpose, whatever that looks like, and not define it like, you know, my purpose is to be an entrepreneur. No, well, what if you can't be that because situations that were co-created changed for you? Okay, so my purpose is to grow into the person that I am meant to be for this moment. Mm -hmm. So that's how I've always answered that question. So my purpose mm -hmm. is to grow and to facilitate women as they grow as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So as a leader, what are the three pieces of wisdom you can give to young folks who want to follow in your footsteps? Um, first of all, don't follow me. Number one, do not follow anybody. Follow you. So this means really developing your trust and discernment. So that's number one. Choose to not follow anybody and choose to develop trust and discernment in yourself, mm. right? And however you wish to do that is really up to you. So that is the hardest part of finding your purpose. It is that you can trust yourself and that you can discern, okay? So I, th I would say that's number one. Don't follow anybody, okay? <laughs> trust and discern, uh, develop trust and discernment for yourself. Number two is... It's actually a great idea to find other people who are learning to trust and discern themselves and come into community in, with them. So that's why I have masterminds. I have group programs mm -hmm. because there are women who are developing trust and discernment, but they, you know, they maybe don't fit in with other women because other women want to find somebody to follow. So find other women who are also developing trust and discernment in themselves. And then number three, always see if you are growing, okay? Mm -hmm. When we stunt our growth, that's when we suffer. 
right? Because there's resistance. There's something that we are not allowing to flow. Mm-hmm. I like I like that diagram that um, that that's used to kind of like describe the aura around human beings because if you enlarge that, that's actually a diagram of how this universe is designed. Is there's always energy flowing into us. There's always newness flowing into us. There's always inspiration coming into us. And if we stop that because we're scared to expand and we're scared to explore and we're scared to grow, that's when we suffer. Mm-hmm. So always, number three would always be to see every moment as you growing. And um, I like to tell my brain, um, you know, when I'm having some form of resistance, like, okay, what am I not choosing? Or what am I rejecting about this moment? And when, when, I, when I'm able to answer that, then I go back into that flow, into that growth space, right? So number one, don't follow anybody, okay? <laughs> number two, uh, and, and develop trust and discernment. Number two, um, find a community where you can cultivate trust and, and discernment, um, mm-hmm. you know, and while you're journeying with those women. And then number three, always see every moment as growth. You're not the same person as you were a moment ago. And once you get into that framework, that frame of mind, then it becomes so easeful for you. That's amazing. You're so amazing. <laughs> yes, you are. And I'm so glad that you're doing this. I'm so glad that this is what you're meant to do because you are just so passionate about it. Um, I, I am. I am. Yeah. And I could just feel the energy coming through the screen that this is what you're meant yeah. to do. And I'm so, I'm so excited. I'm, I'm so glad, so glad that, that I got to talk about it here. Yeah. Perfect timing. I have to give you guys a fun fact, Rose and Jen, on how... I first met Martine was at this event for parenting at the Parenting Emporium. And oh, yeah. you know me, I bring my kids around all the time. I, you know, the way that Martine thinks and is passionate about, you know, I am also like that. But when I saw this woman giving us a talk, mind you, and then her daughter, or was it your son or your daughter? My daughter. Me, she wanted milk. She just started breastfeeding and still spoke yeah, while to her. talking. Yeah, much, uh, you know, she, like confidence and everything. I'm like, OMG, this woman. Because <laughs> that's because that's because that's my truth. It's like it's like I love it. She was crying with the yaya, so I'm like, why will I deny this human being who is closer yeah. to God in terms of than I am? Because she was so small. I'm like, why will I deny her her natural? tendency so i'm like i'm here i have the milk so poof okay let's keep on talking so i bought one of those slings right i was wearing one of those i had like 500 slings because all the parenting brands were like sending them to me and so yeah so i was like the perfect embodiment of like attachment parenting right so yeah so i remember that and then yeah i was like wow this woman i saw mafia because at that time she had all of her i think there were just four time right i'm sticking to martin because you know she gets me and i'm not ashamed having my children even yeah. like whatever fashion show or corporate meeting they're just gonna sit there and wait yeah. for me and, exactly you know, when we're done we'll enjoy our the rest of our day but yeah thank you martin for being such an inspiration to yeah. mom you know for I mean, moms in general already yeah, have a challenge. We don't, we don't need permission to be who yeah. we are. We do not. <laughs> Love that. Jen, yeah. it's so exciting. Can't wait to for your Brady Bunch. <laughs> well, it's because yes. I'm, still, I'm still stuck in this trap of corporate, right? Where all these things you talk about <laughs> is like for, for, forbidden, right? Like, <laughs> forbidden. Like you, you, like they we don't, don't even. <laughs> I know. I mean, the, the 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 sad part is, you know, they built like this amazing building and they don't even have like a mom's room in my section. You'd have to like walk oh. to like another like side of the building. And it's like, dude, that takes how much time? So it's like, yeah, women and moms aren't designing these buildings. They're not thinking about career moms and they ought to be designing these buildings. Come to mm-hmm. think. I know. Yeah. That's why we're here. That's why we're here. 
And yeah, yeah put in our opinions <laughs> and, and make it happen. <laughs> but you know, one of, the, one of the things that um, I thought was really interesting that you brought up was about school, right? Mm. Um, like I've always gone to private school my whole life and I was always really bored, right? Because mm. I mean, I am not the one to follow either because I was always in trouble in school because I was so bored out of my mind. Whereas Me like too. I think of, yeah, so I think of school now when, when kids are at home and I look at some of my friends where they've taken their kids to like the mountains or to um, the, the woods and they just have science class outside and they're teaching their kids like how to grow plants and just like really cool stuff, like things that really matter. And I, I look at, even before the show started, like Mafe had Moses helping, right? And normally I'm used, I, normally I'm used to seeing Nico, so I'm like, oh, so like Moses is learning how to do all, all this tech stuff now. And um, like, to me, like that stuff's more interesting in real life than like, oh my mm. God, let me, let me learn about, I don't know osmosis or chlorophyll. Well, yeah, speaking <laughs> as a teacher who came from the system, so yeah. I, 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 I think that I can speak to that because I was teaching, I had curriculum, I had stuff like to deliver. And so I've been on the other side and I've been on the side of the children who are like, this doesn't make sense. I just want to like have the answers to life. You'd be surprised at what, you know, like teenagers really want to know, you know? So they don't yeah. want to know all all of the shit that doesn't matter to them because children learn in context. Yeah. Children learn from touching, feeling, sensing, and experiencing their emotions. And so um, that's why uh, there's so much going on right now in terms of parents struggling to teach their kids at home mm. because we were never give we were never raised with the tools to deal with that. We actually never really learned. We mm -hmm. just learned how to test and how to absorb and how to memorize and how to study, but never really to embrace learning. So, mm -hmm. um, so that's why I said I, when I was a teacher, I just throw the rule book away and like mm -hmm. just get to know my my students. What grade? Right? Did you what grade? Um, I was actually I was actually a part of a progressive school, so um, it was. I describe it as like a little house on the prairie kind of school because all ages together. It was oh, actually wow. a homeschool. It was actually a homeschool support program. Mm -hmm. So the homeschoolers would bring, um, you know, like they, they'd come in. They'd need somebody to teach them science or somebody to teach them English, right? So um, parents who didn't feel that those were their strong points would send them over to the center mm -hmm. and um our teachers you know it was it wasn't just me i there were other teachers there we would facilitate you know what the children had to take up on the lesson plan because each of them were actually proctored by different homeschool organizations but mm. they were looking kind of like for like a i i used to describe it as a co-working space for mm -hmm. homeschoolers and we were there as teachers as tutors so mm -hmm everything from grade um grade one to grade 12 i've i've uh, i've been a tutor for so yeah yeah then, so it was interesting yeah did that for seven years so how does it work then if you know like when we're in high school we have like all these requirements that we have to fulfill if we want to apply to college right so yeah. if you're not doing those things and you're doing homeschool and doing your own thing, mm -hmm. then how do you, how would one apply to college or do you not okay. go to college? I didn't go to college. Okay. I didn't. Okay. So if you do want to go to colleges and this is the easy quest, the answer I always give to them. If college is in your plan, then prepare for college, right? So you graduate with a, um, you know, whatever the requirements are in your state. So in the U.S., where um, where you guys are, um, there are already laws governing those who want to homeschool. So mm -hmm. there are many ways to fulfill your requirements if you would like college entrance. So that's a simple answer. There's just so much already in the homeschool space to equip students with the requirements for college, if that's their path. If that's not their path and they want to, you know, go and blaze a different trail like I did um then 
you would have to design and trust that path for yourself. So with me, after 12th grade, I said, um, I don't think that this college route is for me. Like the academe was not for me, right? So I decided to work with mentors. So I worked um, as a paid intern for the staff of a magazine. And that's how I became so passionate about writing because I was working directly with journalists, with editors and with publishers. After that, um, because of the network that I had over there, um, a lady who was putting up this school, this homeschool support program said, we'd love to have you as one of the mentors and you can also teach English to the children there. So that's how I landed that job. So it's a myth that you have to go just one route. You just have to train your kids to be resourceful and brave. Mm -hmm. That's what my parents taught me. And I mentioned my dad's an investment banker. He never graduated either. And really? uh, no, he never did. And guess what? He teaches at business schools. What? <laughs> he teaches he, no, he teaches bond dealership and securitization. Very, very niche topics over yeah. at the Ateneo Business School here in Manila. So That's who so says you, you who says that you have to go one route? It is right. a lie. It is a myth. Teach your children to be resourceful. Teach them to think for themselves. Teach them that their power is not in the hands of state requirements. I mean, oh my God, you know, like, but really, you know, that's what you want to inculcate. So I tell parents, you want to go the path of traditional college, there's a, there, there's a school system for that. So I, I always tell them, because they want it all, you know, they're like, I, I want it all. I'm like, okay, this is how to have it all, okay? You want to be very specific about your child um, knowing what they want. Because when you respect that, when you don't trample on your child's desire to express himself or herself, however she would be expressed in this world. And I learned that from my parents. My mom shifted courses five times until she decided, oh, I don't want to go to college. I want to be an interior designer. So she went to a vocational school. My dad, because he was so brilliant as a clerk in the bank that he was working at to fund his college education, said, I actually don't want to finish this. I want to mentor with this stockbroker who whose protege mm -hmm. he had become. Mm -hmm. And you know, took him to Paris, took him to New York to learn on the floor. So again, if we are not teaching our kids how to build relationships, then we are not really equipping them for the future, especially the future that we have right now, where all of the institutions that we were so clinging to are now having to adapt. Why did MIT make their entire baccalaureate curriculum available as an open source platform for free? Right? Mm -hmm. We have to think about these things. We have to think everything's adapting. What am I not aware of? What am I not seeing that is limiting me and my potential? And this is what I mean about feminine leadership. The feminine part of our being is the part of us, if you go to Carl Jung's work, the feminine is the part of us that is the emotions, that is the expressions, that is the essence and the genius. The masculine is the part of us that anchors all of that, right? So feminine and masculine exists in everybody, male or female. Feminine leadership is leading from the genius. It's leading from your natural inclinations and gifts. And then looking to the masculine, okay, how can I anchor this? So for me, if I were to analyze this and like um, reverse engineer what I did, it's like, okay, I desire to not follow the one structure that everybody's following. But I will have this, uh, I will express this desire to write, to learn how to be, um, be a journalist, at least for that time in my life. Um, and I will seek mentors who can, who can help me to anchor that. Seeking the mentor was me establishing that feminine desire to be a journalist into something that was tangible. And that was that paid internship where they paid me to learn how to do interviews, to learn how to write, to learn how to do reportage um, style writing. So if we can see things in that simplicity, then we can really make intentional decisions mm -hmm. for, and not just for our children, 
with our children, you know, mm -hmm. and not this, um, you know, I grew up in Asia, so there's this very pervasive culture of you do what your parents tell you to do. Mm -hmm. That's why so many of us are becoming, I mean, here in the Philippines, that's why everybody wants to be a, a lawyer, a nurse, or a doctor, because that is the paradigm. Yeah. But if we teach children to think for themselves, like my parents modeled to me, they said, you don't have a rule book. All you have is really this trust and discernment that you want to develop in yourself. Because when you take responsibility for your life in that way, you don't blame, you don't, um, you don't project your trauma on anybody, you take full responsibility for yourself. And that's why feminine leadership is so important. It's more than women empowerment. A woman doesn't know she is truly empowered if she's not in touch with this feminine and masculine aspect that's existing within her, right? Mm -hmm. So sorry for rambling, but I just get really excited about So same time next week, Martin, where are you what? next? session <laughs> you and me are we coaching i'm actually starting my own live stream yeah so thanks to mafi's gentle encouragement you know i'm just gonna call that meaning messaging me on whatsapp are we ready are we gonna do it or <laughs> I am going to do my, I'm starting my live stream next week. So on awesome. March 8th um, to the 24th, we're doing the premiere of In Feminine Leadership. So that's my show. And it's Mafe's crew that really um, gave me the final boost and confidence to do it. Yes. So uh, I, yeah, yes. so I'm gonna start it. Um, it's gonna run um, every Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday. Um, a little bit early, guys. So the 8 a.m. East, uh, 8:30 a.m. Eastern. So good morning. <laughs> um, but morning. the replay will be available. <laughs> yeah. I was like, um, and, and, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm <Or> featuring. <laughs> but all my guests there are gonna be my my clients that I've actually helped to establish uh, their consulting and their coaching businesses. So I, I thought it was great to start with them. Uh, because they are all feminine leaders. They are all leading with their brand of feminine leadership. Um, so yeah, and after that, um, yeah, I plan to do, I want to do like a weekly show as well. Very so cool. I want to thank Mafi for her leadership because <laughs> it's really great work that she's doing here, influencing women to bring their message out there. New perspectives are always welcome. Yeah. Answer that. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I'm I'm fascinated, especially because I mean you're 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 in the Philippines, your parents are Filipino and they yeah. think so different. And I'm like, well, are you are you sure you're Filipino? <laughs> See, that's it. That's that's also a lens that we have, you know, kind of like made a judgment around. Like, do we have to be Phil Americans to think this way? No. You know, there are people who are um, here having these thoughts, but guess what? They're also afraid. I know that yeah. I um, went through that because I have some very different views than what a lot of my traditionally Filipino, you know, like clannish views are like in the family that I come from, for instance. So I'm, um, I'm taking a risk here, right? But that's leadership. Leadership is taking a risk. Leadership is uh, like Simon Sinek says, uh, eating last you know, being alone at the table, right? But when you're alone at the table and you can start having conversations and invite people to the table, then that's when momentum is created. And that's when new communities and new ways of being are created. Um, so yeah, so it's time. I mean, God, we went through 2020. I mean, what else, <laughs> like, what else can we not do right what else do we not have the potential for um if we could have gone through such an ordeal last year which is continuing into this year you know so i think you i think you guys were ahead because you were already homeschooling your kids and finding ways to like live off the grid and so you weren't yeah. really dependent on on the system so i feel yeah. like in that sense you got both of you were already like oh we got this we've been doing this 
I think so. And I think it's time to shed light on that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Such awesome. a blessing to have you, Martin. Awesome. I know Jenna Rose are also happy and have learned so much from you. I'm always learning from you. I have Thank you so much for having me. On live. So ladies, if you want to learn more from Martin, just turn on the notification because she's always online. She's always shedding light <laughs> to her questions. Thank you. And, Thank you, um, ladies. We appreciate you. And like Martin said, please find her on all your social media hand, uh, accounts, right? Uh, At Martin DeLuna, yeah. Rose and Jen, would you like to share anything else with Martin before we say see you later to her? Yes, Martin, for everything you are doing for all of us, you know, empowering us and helping us get through everything that we need to get through to reach our goals and our dreams and to, you know, just follow through. So thank you for everything you do. And if you need anything, we are also here for you. We are, we are a community of resources and we want to be able to help you and support you in anything and everything that you do. So please do not be shy. Just reach out to us, email awesome. us, DM us, whatever you need to do, we are here for you. Thank yes. you, Rose. Thank you, Jen. And Mafi, yeah. thank you so much. Of course. Thank you, Martin. And we'll see you later. Guys, please do follow Martin if you haven't yet. She is an amazing woman that is really shedding light on how women empowerment or finding your true self and you know just having that power to inspire others. And I'm so glad, Rose and Jen, you were able to meet Martin because just like you guys, you are amazing pair that is always shedding light and support to women um, especially asian women so speaking of that i know we have a lot going on this month so maybe you guys can invite everyone on what is happening in the next few days or weeks wow. yep. <laughs> a lot yeah. a whole lot so um next week march 13th american time uh, we will be hosting a concert on Kumu. Not us singing, but there will be an all-female um, artists that will be performing as well as some of the authors from In Her Purpose. Um, they'll be featured on the community stage on March 13th. So stay tuned for that. March 20th, Rose is teaching and hosting a vision board um, goal setting session with lead Filipinos for their fly Panay summit. So sign up for that. Um, what else do we have going on? Oh, duh. We just had a very <laughs> long meeting on that this afternoon. Um, we are having a week long entrepreneurship summit in collaboration with Collective Hustle. So it's going to be called In Her Hustle. So also stay tuned for that. Did I miss anything? I think you have other interviews um, happening this March. Um, oh yeah, so we're doing a couple corporate events. Um, those oh, yeah. Unfortunately, those aren't open to the public. Sorry, guys, but um, <laughs> that's all. Yeah, if you're interested, just go ahead and uh, visit our website and social media and do reach out to Jen and Rose. I mean, they, they, we have our social media handles here and they're more than um, happy to answer any of your questions or advice or, you know, just to give you that extra push on what you want to do. And I know Rose, um, we have the IHP shop, so maybe you can share on uh, what is available and what they can get for Women's Month if you want to just give a special gift to another woman because we support women, right? That's the hashtag. Yes. So you can log on to ihpshop.com and go ahead and pick up. We have really cool collaborations with other businesses and other empowering women businesses and women-owned businesses. Uh, we have candles um, that are actually a collaboration with our book and her purpose. And um, we also have Uba Extract, which everybody should try out. Um, it's a, been an amazing time since we launched it last uh, November, I think. And um, we've had so many different people ordering it from different areas of the world. So like Arkansas or Utah, Colorado, like 
places that you wouldn't even think that we would, you know, ship it out to. And we are and so far so good. Everybody's loving it and what they can do to make Uve. Um, waffles, pancakes, any of those stuff. And then um, we have so many things. And I can't think of all of them, but I know Jen does. But go ahead, please check it out. IHPshop.com. Pick something up for your best friend. Pick up something for yourself. And um, it'll it'll be nice. It'll be fun little things to have. Um, on top of that, I also want to share some of our coaching programs, which is actually yes. very near and dear to my heart. Um, we have a design by purpose program where we can actually help you find what it is you are meant to do in this world. So if you're feeling stuck, if you're feeling incomplete, if you're feeling, feeling tired or even bored, go to inherpurpose.com, check it out and let us know what we can do to help you. Um, it's a four week program, but as soon as all of that is out, all the details will be um, uh, sent out and we hope that you sign up and we will be here to support you as well. Yeah, and if you enjoyed this episode, please also follow our YouTube channel for our uh, previous episode with amazing individuals who have inspiring stories to tell. So with that, guys, thank you, Jenna Rose, for another amazing week. And we will see you guys next week with our another special guest for In Her Purpose Live. See you later. Bye. Ready or not, here I come Never late when the night is young Always late when the morning comes Let's go, we'll figure it out We should hit the high